After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Today's guest is Pono Shim, founder of Concierge Services at Ward. Pono is the current president of Kamehameha Schools Association of Teachers and Parents and founder of Pacific Wave Marketing, the IT marketing company licensed to develop Oceanic Time Warner Cable's Kupa'a program. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Pono Shim. Welcome to our show, Pono. Thank you so much for having me. So, Pono, can you tell us briefly how you got the idea to work with Ward for your concierge services? Well, actually, I worked on the Ward properties for about 17 years in restaurants. And I developed a fairly good relationship with Mitch Dolier, who was the um, CEO of Ward at the time. And... When the last restaurant I worked at, a Pacific Cafe, closed down, I was their corporate trainer and a, and a store manager. So when it closed down, uh, Mitch approached Jean-Marie, who was our boss, and asked what was going to happen with me uh, because he wanted to keep me in the community of Ward. And he said that I probably was not going to stay with him and travel. So Mitch asked if he could offer me positions, and he continued to offer me positions but I was not interested in working for anyone else. And about six months after the restaurant closed, I was down at Ward meeting with one, one of their marketing people. And she said that the theater was opening and they were looking for somebody to run and operate the concierge that they were designing for the theater, for Ward 16 Theater. And they couldn't find somebody who wanted to be self-employed. They wanted All the people that they had spoken to were looking to be employed either by Ward or the theater. So she gave me the, the numbers of the expected attendance weekly, monthly, and she asked me if I would be interested in creating something for her. And I said, are you kidding me? And from there, she, she spoke with uh, Mitch, and Mitch called me, and he said to me on his introduction in this phone call, am I speaking to the concierge at Ward after turning him down for several offers? And I said, I think you are. And that's how it started. And then your philosophy on your concierge business is a little bit different than what you may think, right? Yes, absolutely. What I saw in the concierge opportunity at Ward was an opportunity to build relationships. I think in the general concierge concept that you find in the hospitality industry, it's geared towards the visitor industry. And because I worked in the restaurant industry, I saw that there are things that people cater to for the visitors that many of our local population never experience those opportunities to participate just because there's no representation. And if we could build relationships and leverage those relationships with businesses, the local population is always going to be here. The visitor industry changes. They come and they go. But it would be a tremendous opportunity to do something for our local population as well as to leverage that to have a bigger impact within the visitor industry 
from a local view, a local standpoint. So it is different. A lot of people think that, that the concept was to to work with the theater and that it's about the theater, but really, no, it's about the relationships. Like I, I see people on a weekly basis who come to the movies every weekend with their spouses, their children. Sometimes their children are on their own. We know them. We know their cell phone numbers. We, we talk to them every week. It's a very different relationship than, than people traditionally have. They're coming for a relaxing time as a family or, or as a date, and we know them personally. And it opens up the doors to opportunities that I don't think people understand. How have you found that relationships were so key in um, being successful in business? You know, once I walked into Mitch's office and I asked him, Mitch, what business do you think I'm in? And he looked at me and he said, you're in the relationship business. Now, I've asked a lot of people that question over, over the years. And we've been, uh, let's see, we've been in existence for six years now. I've asked a lot of people, and most people say that you're in the theater business or you're in the, the VIP seating business or the ticket business. And Mitch hit it. He's the only one who answered that question the way I've always felt. Because I saw that if I had a relationship with Mitch as his server from a re restaurant, and he and I became friends, I became interested in the different things he was doing in the community as a leader, and we built this friendship, it would go or it would transcend the experience of just being a server for Mitch. And it wasn't about just seeing him when he comes to the restaurant. Now, when there are other things that are going on in the community, because of this relationship, there are opportunities to serve, there are opportunities to make a difference. That's what I saw. That's what I, what I look for in a relationship. You know, how can we serve others? Because everybody has different needs and wants. They have desires. Some of them are able to get those things accomplished. But if we have this relationship and it's of trust, people will entrust you to do things for them or, or trust you with information that can help people or the general community in ways that they might not otherwise help or not help but ask others to help. So it, it carries a responsibility. That's, that's you know, some of, the, some of the attitudes or mindsets that I come from as far as relationships are concerned. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Howdy sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. This is Pono Shim, founder of Concierge Services at Ward. Join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. We're back with Pono Shim, founder of Concierge Services at Ward. 
So as we're talking about developing and sustaining relationships, Pono, um, you've also been able to develop leadership positions in the community. What type of perspectives have you been able to gain from being in these leadership positions and working with others? You know, a few years ago, there was a film that came out, and it did very, very well in Hawaii. The title of the film was The Well Writer. Um, it was an independent film uh, shot in New Zealand, and the actress who was the lead in that, Keisha Castle Hughes, was the youngest nominated female lead uh, for an Oscar in history at 13 years of age. Now, when that film came to Hawaii, Hawaii had such a huge, huge interest in seeing that film, the community. And what I would do is I would go in and watch people watch that film because of where I work. I would go and watch kids from 5 to 85 years of age watch that film. I'd see them laugh. I'd see them cry. I, I would watch them cheer. And I saw a tug on people's hearts, spiritually I felt, that I, didn't, that I don't see too often in films. That vantage point, that viewpoint, that um, perspective helped me to realize something that, or, or be aware of something that happens in our community on a daily basis. In that film, and there are many themes of that film, but in that film what I felt the central theme was, was to emerge with your gifts or, or to give people the opportunity to, to emerge with their gifts. Because in Hawaii, like for myself, I, I am in leadership roles or I'm called to be in leadership roles. And quite often, we as leaders, we ask people for their input. We ask them for their assistance. We ask them for their help. As in that movie, the grandfather needed help. The entire village needed help for their survival. And yet, the very person who stepped up, who felt that she had, she had the gift, she had the heart, she had the spirit to help, was the very person that the grandfather was saying, it's not you. And so you see that struggle going on. And in my perspective, as, a, as you know, as I, I don't even like to call myself a leader, just somebody who has a responsibility. I tried to hold that perspective that, you know, sometimes we may be telling the very person who has everything that we need, we may be telling them that you're not the one. And I have to be sensitive to that because they may have exactly the answer that God wants us to have. Or they may have that spirit that's so important for us that can change everything to make a difference for the positive, not, not the negative. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. 
This is Pono Shem, founder of Concierge Services at Ward. Join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. We're back with Pono Shem, founder of Concierge Services at Ward. We had chatted earlier a bit about, um, you know, the Hawaiian saying that goes along with emerging with your gifts and then the stories sure. that accompany that. To put it into perspective, sure. maybe you could share that. There's um, the, the theme, emerge with your gifts. The Hawaiian saying is, e puka aku me kaumau makana, makana your gift. Puka, people know, is, you know, a whole. And e puka aku me kaumau makana has the, has the vision of, of emerging to, to break forth. So if you can picture this, there's a lava flow. And after a lava flow, there is actually no life there. There's devastation until something occurs. Once the lehua, ohia lehua, breaks through the lava, it becomes a haven and a host for new life. And so Ipuka Aku Me Kaumamakana gives me the picture that the lehua has broken through the lava and it's inviting life to come begin again. So that's, that's just a picture. A few years ago, I was on a uh, committee that was chairing Kamehameha School's uh, Ho'olaulea, which is an annual event, similar to what Punahou does, but this is, uh, it, it, it's more culturally sensitive to what Kamehameha is about. And on this steering committee, that became the theme. You know, normally it is about Pawahi or the children, but that year I volunteered this theme, and I, the reason why is because the lead of the um, parent alumni relations was asking people for help. And when I shared this, this theme, I said, you know, I heard Merv asking for help. And what I would like this, the attitude of this committee to be would be when people do come to help, we find a way to embrace those offers and honor the help. You know, nothing is too big, nothing is too small. Everything is valuable to building the success of this event so that people can feel like they are part of the solution rather than their liability. Everything is valuable. We went out and started working together at, on, on this committee. And, you know, it's really interesting when you work on these events, a lot of times it's, oh, my gosh, let's get in and let's get out. You know, <laughs> let's get this over with. We're done. We did our job. But what happened with this committee is we started having a lot of fun. And every time there were challenges that emerged, they would say, what are we going to do? And we, we'd go back to our theme. And let that be our guide. Are people coming with their gifts? Then I think we better allow them to do that because we're going to either walk it or we're going to talk it. In other words, we let the purpose be our framework. You know, that became our parameters. And on February 17th, we decided to uh, have a donation day. And we asked our families of Kamehameha to donate either flour, sugar, shoyu, or rice. And we didn't ask for money and art. Because we, Pawahi set up this school so that it could help a lot of different people. And, and it does. You know, we have children who, who are very highly in indigent circumstances, and then we have some who are affluent. To be able to give them all opportunities, we looked at the, at the, at the donations. And you know what? Even if you're, you're on the beach, you can go and clean somebody's windows and make a couple bucks and, and be able to give a five-pound bag of flour. And so at 6 a.m., on February 17th in 2005, I was at Kamehameha's elementary school collecting flour from 6 to 7 a.m. And kids are coming off the buses from Waianae or Nanakuli and, and Kaneohe, Waimanalo. People are driving up in their cars and, and, you know, they're pulling these bags of grocery bags of flour out. And 
Seven o'clock, the bell rang, and you know it was hot and, and, and it was hot, fast, and furious that these bags of flowers were coming forward. Um, bag of flour, and after the kids left for class, I was stuck there with three piles of flour, and so I started to inventory all of this: the first pile, the second pile, and when I got to the third pile and I opened the bag that was on the top, I looked inside, and I began to cry. And I sat down. I had to compose myself because I was ready to start sobbing right there. Now, remember what the theme was. Nothing is too big. Nothing is too small. Everything is precious. Everything is important. And in this grocery bag, there was a quart sandwich bag. And in the quart sandwich bag, there was a cup and a half of flour. And to me, that was the greatest gift. It blew my mind that I was holding so much. Others might look at that and say, somebody only gave you a cup and a half of flour. But that was what our theme was. The theme was the value of the gift because the value of the heart. And when I received it, I was looking at it and I, and I took it with five things. We call it ho'okupu. It's a sacred gift. I took it with five things. Number one, I hear what you're saying. But the person who gave it to us said, I hear what you're saying. Number two, I want to believe that it's true. Number three, I don't have very much. Number four, but I'll give you everything I have. And number five, please use it wisely. I took what we call the mana'o, the spirit of those gifts, and I said, this is sacred because it was somebody giving everything. It's almost like the widow's might in the Bible. In fact, it parallels that so well. And I took it up to some of the leaders of our school and I started sharing this gift. And the amazing thing that happened is as I shared this gift and I saw people break down and cry and I saw their eyes get wet and their, and their eyes get red. And they looked at that and I saw people start to, to nod and, and, and then ask, okay, how can we help? How can we help? And to me, that's called raising the bar. You know, we all talk about raising the bar. But somebody had raised the bar so high, which one of us is going to give everything we own? to help accomplish something for our community. Well, here's somebody who gave everything they had. I don't know the circumstances, but the bar was raising, risen so high that everybody else could look at that and say, okay, now how are we going to step up? That, to me, was creating the opportunity for relationship because it was the mindset of invitation that allows people to participate. And what it does is it creates a community where people can prosper, people can participate, people can feel like they are part of a thriving community. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Neptune Nights, we're feeling fine. We're staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptune Nights, the sunshine in your mouth. For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptune nights, the sunshine in your mouth.
How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com This is Pono Shim, founder of Concierge Services at Ward. Join me in listening to Carrie and Evan on Greater Good Radio. We're back with Pono Shim, founder of Concierge Services at Ward. So we're back from break, Pono. Um, are you able to share with us more about the gifts that we have and how we can share just whatever we can with the community? Yeah, you know, one of the things that I believe we we need to do is is to create opportunities for our kids because I do believe we have some of the most gifted and talented people anywhere in the world. Um, an example, I look at what's happening at Halau Kumana, one of our Hawaiian charter schools. And this year they graduated 15 students. Here's a school that has doesn't have a location. They just got one. But they have such a passion and a creative spirit to go and help our kids. And they graduated 15 seniors this year. I look back to Kamehameha in 1887 when it was started. And in 1991, their first graduation class was 14. You know, and, and to look back and then look forward, what, what is going to happen with Halau Kumana in a few years? Because somebody's seizing the opportunity to emerge with his gifts yeah, and, and allow others to participate in the same way. Um, one of the... the things that I've observed over the years is that we're really, really good in Hawaii at inviting others' expertise, purchasing that expertise, and exporting our money. We invite these, these opinions, these attitudes, this knowledge from all over the world. So we export our money and we import expertise. A good example of that would be the University of Hawaii local a few years ago when we, we were seeking a logo and we sent it out. And we did. We exported our money and we imported somebody else's idea. That is an attitude and, and it's a self-check for me. I always have to remember, am I doing that? Am I doing that? Instead of looking at some, some of our youth and seeing how can I direct some of the resources, how can I direct some of the energy that I have to help affirm who they are, to provide them with all the support that we can, to help build those gifts so that they can develop and really share them in a way that is actually contrary to what we really do quite often, which is, wow, what would happen if we really developed an incredible system through this charter schools, as an example, that the country needed or the world needed and instead of importing expertise in knowledge and education, we became an exporter of that expertise. And we started importing money. So what we're doing is we're actually exporting all of these gifts, which is what other areas do all the time. We're just really good. I've noticed in, in the short 44 years I've been here that we do that on, on a continuous basis and we don't know that we're doing it. But we do. That's one of the, the attitudes that are very important to me or one of the focuses as I look out in our kids. You know, you, a few weeks ago or um, a little while back, you interviewed Konishki. And we take and look what Sali has done in Japan and is absolutely phenomenal that he, is, he, he broke open 
the door for so many to go and not look at just sumo, but look at other opportunities that, that a local product, somebody from our own community could make a contribution in someone else's land and still know and love that he's from the leeward side, he loves his home, he loves walking around with, his, with kids and having them come over and, and just be able to share that and hopefully inspire that so that they can do that too. Export their expertise because they do have tremendous talent. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.